0: Welcome to Daphne and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And, um, Courtney,
1: how have you been? I've been okay. I've been hot. Um, mm-hmm. not in the literal sense. I mean, in the literal sense, not in the physical looking sense. Although today, I feel like I look spectacular. You look fantastic. We look-, look very nice today. For those of you who are not watching us, we look killer. Um, but I've been okay, <laughs> you know, so we talked Wednesday and then I, uh, it's just been kind of a weird week. I just keep like doing weird stuff. Like on Thursday, I was supposed to go to work and then at like two o'clock, um, my boss texted me and she was like, Hey, do you want to not come in today? Cause there's no customers. And I was like, absolutely. I was like, I I told her, I was like, if I'm going to make less than a hundred dollars, do not bring me to work. Like there's no point in me being there. Right. And I told both of my managers that and somebody, I, I told somebody the other day, they were like, Oh, but you didn't say that to her. I was like, no, I said it to both of my managers. And they were like, <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, no, I'm, I'm very serious about that. I'm not working 60 hours a week to not make money. Um, but, uh, so anyways, I decided to walk home that day, um, which I love doing on a day that doesn't feel like a thousand degrees. And, um, I always just walk by Bryant Park and see what's the haps. And turns out they were doing bingo in the park for the last day. Like, so I was like, guess who's doing bingo? Did not win. Did make a new And, uh, their name is James. Um, they live here sometimes. They may listen one day. Hi, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, it was super, it was super fun. We hung out, played bingo for an hour. And then I just like walked home and got some ice cream. And I was like, this is an excellent day. And then, um, and then Friday I was back at it, but we had a half day on Friday, so I had this delicious mussels and like herbed fries lunch with uh, Nora because um, we got off at twelve. It's just been like a, a weirdly mostly good but also excruciatingly hot week. Fair because my apartment doesn't know how to have AC, so
0: my house does not have AC either. So um, there's that um. um. My brother got to town super late Wednesday night. So Thursday, I spent most of the day with him. I did have a work meeting on Thursday, though. And like, not to say that it went badly, and it it didn't. It went pretty well. I'm glad I'm going to be doing this camp. And I love the people I'm doing my summer work with. But the meeting must not have been very memorable. Because on Saturday, when someone asked me what I did this week, I literally couldn't remember Thursday. Like it took, I literally go, I'm going to have to pause everything because I cannot remember a single thing
1: about Thursday. I, I get that way a lot of days. That is a uh, very constant in my life, which is a real bummer. Yeah.
0: Um, but then Friday was Canada Day.
1: Saw that. Yeah.
0: Which um, might not mean anything to most of our listeners. Um, But as someone who has been told many times that I'm basically half Canadian by my Canadian friends, um, I obviously had to celebrate.
1: Right.
0: I did by having my best Canadian friend come and stay at my house from Canada. I have not seen him in literally four years.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we watched Come From Away bootlegged on YouTube.
1: So good. Did you cry 17 times? No. I cried so much when I went and saw Like, literally, I just sobbed.
0: I'm sure in person I would sob, and it was really beautiful, but, like, it's hard when you're watching a bootleg to, like, feel connected. Yeah. Plus, we were, like, like,
1: orchestra, like, fifth row mm-hmm. in, and I just cried the last, like, 30 minutes of it.
0: But, like, it was a bootleg of the original cast, so, like, Jen Colella. Yeah.
1: I know. I know how you feel about her.
0: Um, but yeah, um, and then we also watched this musical on Disney Plus that I don't know if you have heard anything about yet. It's called Trevor, a new musical.
1: I have. Uh yeah, it was here mm-hmm. in the city. Um I, I haven't watched it. I think it's depressing. Is that right? A little. Yeah, it has I just want to watch it. It
0: has a happy ending.
1: Well, tell me how it ends. Because I no, will- but-
0: but I mean, it is—it is a little depressing. But I will say, it's also not great.
1: They just kept saying, "Trevor, a new musical all Friday." Yeah, <laughs> all that everywhere while it was in the city.
0: <laughs> and the thing about it is, it's not that it's bad. There are a couple songs that are actually genuinely really good songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, about middle schoolers, which means that it's really not great
1: if you're not a middle schooler oh fair i'm not terribly upset i didn't go see it then. yeah
0: no it was it was fine i
1: did not know they put it on, uh, disney, plus, it on I, disney plus it is on
0: disney plus if you ever feel inclined to watch it um, um
1: bottom of my list so yeah near 2095 if i'm still alive i'll watch it
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah also, if you are watching this, I apologize ahead of time. My computer is being incredibly laggy with video, and I have no idea if when recorded, it will still be doing that. So um, this might be a rough, rough visual podcast.
1: Um, I will say it's not doing it. It did it the first, like, few minutes we were on, and then it hasn't done it since. So. Okay,
0: because on my end, it's still doing it a lot. And my end is the one recording it, so we'll right.
1: see. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so I apologize in advance. And if it isn't laggy, then, like, fantastic. And you get an apology for nothing.
1: Yes. And also, um, um, MK is wearing clothes.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry.
1: See, they're there. <laughs> um.
0: Speaking of being naked, how... Can we be
1: spiritual? Where <laughs> sure we were going with this. <laughs> I just
0: I just feel like like um spiritual is like our naked selves.
1: Yes, that is correct. It it tracks when you think about it. But at first <laughs> I was very nervous because my clothes are also not very well done. And I was like, did I fall somewhere and not realize it? I didn't know what was happening. No,
0: no, you're perfectly
1: clothed on camera. Thank you. Excellent. So I try to be. So um, this one is uh, directly for you. I did not pick it directly for you. It just happened to be the one that got pulled. Oh, boy. Stay away from people who make you feel like you're hard to love. I think these cards are, like, for you, and I'm just here to tell you what you need to hear.
0: I think that that has basically been true every single week. So. Um, for those of you who don't know, which is probably everyone who listens to this podcast, <laughs> um, the boy that I was really excited about talking about on the podcast like three weeks ago, that is not a thing anymore.
1: Yeah. And also for those of you who don't know, I don't pick these out ahead of time. I just <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I just grab one, and I'm like, is "This is the one today." And so they're meant to be.
0: Good, 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 good. Fantastic. Um, You know what else was meant to be Stargate? Tell me. Yes. Sci-Fi Sunday. Also, um, I realized while prepping for this episode that actually the first season of Stargate does only have 21 episodes. So we're much closer to the end than I thought we were.
1: Oh Oh my goodness, we are. (gasps) We're going to end our seasons at the same time.
0: Oh, are we? I don't know we how to are. do
1: math.
0: Okay, I don't know how to do math. We did 17, 18,
1: 19, 20, 21, and we did 6, 7, 8, 9,
0: 10. Se- 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 6, yeah, 7, 8, 9, math. 10. Oh. Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, Oh, I guess we are. Oh, that's well, nice. I don't know how to do
0: math. That's okay. Um, All right.
1: got a math podcast. <laughs>
0: Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, <laughs> so this episode is called... It's Stargate season one, episode seventeen. It's called Solitudes. It was rated eight point one stars. I
1: think that the, I'm, I'm, um, what's the word? Conflicted. I'm conflicted about
0: that. Um, I would say that the rating has more to do with the setup of lore than it does of the actual content of the episode if that makes sense
1: I think that's true but I also think that like while the episode felt a little I guess emptier because it moved a little slower didn't have as much happening it felt like a very, very like big deal still like watching yes you know so like I still felt And even though, like, I mean, there's ten seasons. I know that they didn't die, like, obviously, but it's like so emotional. Still, it did
0: feel it did feel like the closest we actually felt to maybe losing someone. And to be fair, obviously, like we know now because it's twenty five years after the show was on. The (laughs) times a little, but the thing is, the show. Richard Dean Anderson wasn't like, was the big name draw in for the show. So it wouldn't have been unreasonable for him to have died and the show kept going without him, even though we know like, and that wouldn't have felt right. And Jack is such a big part of it. Him being like a, we're going to get this big actor to get in there, to set up the show, to draw people in, and then we're going to kill him because he's not actually necessary for the story is not unheard of.
1: Right. Yes.
0: Um, It did come Um, out on... But it's not (laughs) unheard It came out on February 6th, 1998. Um, The number one song was Together Again by Janet Jackson, which
1: I... Have never heard. Yeah. I used to like Jenna Jackson quite a lot. I mean, I'm I still like her just fine. I just you know, she's not as relevant, unfortunately. For her,
0: yeah. On um, the number one movie, still Titanic. She's big shot zero zero surprise there. Um, on this day, there was not a lot of really interesting things. Um, but a random fact that is really only interesting because my mom used to work there. Um, The Washington Airport was renamed the Ronald Reagan National Airport on that day.
1: Excellent news. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Uh, There was literally nothing. Interesting. Um, This episode was directed by Martin Wood. Um, This is his first episode, but this is first of 47.
1: All right, well,
0: we better buckle so up this. He is, he's a big one. Um, like to the point where I said something to my dad during the episode about something that I didn't think made sense. And I go, mm, but this is Martin Wood's first episode. So like, basically we're already there. And he goes, nope, that makes sense. Um, he also directed 27 or 29 episodes of Stargate Atlantis. And he directed seven of the eight episodes of the original Sanctuary, and then 27 of the remake of Sanctuary. So, like, that's his, like, sci-fi stuff. But now, and this is um, an interesting turn of events, he mostly works with Hallmark. He has directed um, three episodes of The Good Witch, he directed eight episodes of Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries. To he, be fair,
1: these are very like mystery-based shows. They're like a little yeah, no, the, but he, more off the norm.
0: He also um, and he directed twelve episodes of Virgin River. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: but then he directed a bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies, including one. Um, he directed Operation Dumbo Drop, which was good, and then he directed one of last year's new movies called A Christmas Proposal, which was one of the ones that we made my dad watch when we were forcing him to watch Christmas Hallmark movies with us this year. I think I
1: watched that
0: one. It was the one with the guy from CSI Miami. I don't think I watched
1: that one. <laughs> now that you're done, I don't think I watched that But I'm sure I've seen some of his work if he's directed Hallmark Christmas movies.
0: Yeah. So that's Martin Wood. <laughs> um, but he's, he'll be with us for a while. Excellent. Um, it was written by Brad Wright, who is one of our big four. So, um, there was not technically a guest star in this episode. But I would like to give a shout out to someone who has been in every single episode so far that we have not talked about. And that is Gary Jones, who plays Sergeant Walter Harriman, because this is the first episode that he like really did anything other than shout Chevron 1, Chevron 2, <laughs> Chevron 3. Um, Gary Jones plays Sir- Sergeant Walter Harriman, who is in um, 150 episodes, or 115 episodes of this show and has been in all of the reboot, like all of the Stargate series. Yeah. He was in Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Um, other than uh, this, he was in one episode of Dead Like Me, so we have already seen him. Ah, which one? Um, Reaping Havoc. What
1: happened in that one? I don't remember.
0: Okay. <laughs> I do not remember which episode that was, um, but he was in it. His name was Chuck. Um, he also um, doesn't really have a lot of credits, but he yeah, has... What
1: does he have time to do? He's done right. all target episodes.
0: He did play three different Disney Channel movie principles, which I find to be, like, when you're stereotypically cast as the Disney awkward principle, that, like, that is a genre in and of itself. Including was, the like, fact that he played, he played the principal in the Freaky Friday Disney Channel ri- original movie that was based off the musical that was based off the
1: movie. So not Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lillow? No, no, and no, no. Just came out like five or ten years ago or something.
0: 2018, so six years ago. No.
1: Very close. Five four years ago. ago. Okay, I was not. Yes. There, but it feels like it was that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the one where we figure out how Betty died. Oh, yes. It's a very long time. It was a very good one,
0: though. Yeah. I knew it was early because I couldn't remember it.
1: Yeah. I never remember anything, so I...
0: Uh. Um, so the blurb of this episode is actually um, pretty, pretty well done this time. Okay. A Stargate malfunction leaves O'Neill and Carter stranded in an icy crevice on an unknown planet.
1: That's it. I mean that is the entire episode, so yeah, they did great job. Great job because they didn't like spoil anything. But right, right, yeah. Um,
0: and so we start the episode in the in SG base with um, an off world activation, and the code is coming from SG one, but no one's supposed to be coming in, and everything's going crazy. Something goes wrong with the Stargate. There's like electricity. It shit is going bad, and the Stargate like yeets Daniel and Teal'c out onto the ramp, and then blows up.
1: Yeah, it just spit him right out, and it kept Sam and Jack.
0: And of course, because Teal'c has the immune system of a god, he just gets up.
1: Right, he just stands up. He's like, everything's fine.
0: Um, and they're like, Where's Jack and Sam? and he's like, They were right behind me. Well, then you turn around and look at the blowed up Stargate, and they're not now. Then we do get a flash to Jack and Sam, who are somewhere surrounded by ice, and that's all we get. And then the credits, yes. So yeah, things are looking great.
1: I was shocked that the Stargate could send them to different places, even if they put in a destination. Which vaguely makes sense by the end, but still, like, everything has its own coordinates still, even if it's different locations, right? I'll ask later. Yeah, we... We will get there. We will get
0: there because we learn a lot in this episode. It's not the most exciting episode in terms of like plot, but in terms of exposition, it's kind of a huge episode, Yeah, which is, again, so. why I think it was rated as high as it was, even though it's not necessarily the best episode. Right. Right. Um, so after the credits, um, we go to the med bay and Daniel is unconscious and Teal'c is filling Hammond in on everything that happened. They were be- being attacked by Gowuld and there was some kind of energy weapon and it was, but there was no reason why Jack and Sam would not have made it through the gate. Like Teal is very, very, very upset and confused.
1: Cause they were, he kept saying they were like two meters behind them, which is like six feet. Is that right?
0: Yeah, no, three meters is six feet. So
1: but not even then, like...
0: Four- exactly. Yeah. So there's no... No, there's no way. Um, so then the gate needed to be repaired. We find out that the gate was kaput and it needed to be repaired, but no one really understands why. No one can figure out what happened, but something went wrong. There was a kaboom. Um. Then we go to the other half of the team in the ice, and uh, Jack's leg is broken, um, and um, they have no idea where they are or why they're
1: alone. I wish that they would have been sent to, like, the Land of Light or to the Knox, like, someone that could have helped them, and also they wouldn't have immediately died from the surroundings. So you
0: wish that the entire plot of this episode didn't exist?
1: Well, no, by the way, it was fine. But, like, at point, I was like, why did they get sent to some ice planet? Why were they not sent to, like, at least somewhere they'd already been? Like, you know, like, maybe it recalculated. and was like, oh, we can't send you home. But we'll send you somewhere we've already sent you before, you know? Like, right. And I was like, and they the could have
0: The stakes would not have been very high had they done that.
1: Absolutely not. No, there would be no scam because <laughs> they would have been perfectly fine. They would have just found them later.
0: Like. Right. Um, they also can't find the DHD and so they realize they're stranded. Now, this, this is the first time that they just call it the DHD with no explanation. They have earlier in the season said the dial home device.
1: Right, right.
0: But in the first time that they mentioned the dial home device, they don't then preface by saying
1: dhd for short so i was like guys i struggled for a second i was like dhd was like should i know what that is and then the more they talked i was like oh this is the thing that they call home with i was like i got it it Yeah,
0: no um they do take me a second they do preface it later in the episode but i was like that's poor timing um should have done said that the first time but i literally sometimes i make notes of things that i just go courtney's not gonna understand this
1: correct correct
0: um but yeah, no, I think from now on, they will just call it the DHD all of the time.
1: That's perfectly fine. I know what it is now. Right. I don't mind. They've um, called it the dial home device a few times. Like, I've, yeah. I've heard that phrase a few times.
0: Yes. They've called it the dial home device a few times, but they've never then been like, dial home device, DHD. Like, right. they just assumed that you could, like, come up with it on your own, which, to be fair, like, I guess those are the letters, but, like, we're not that...
1: But also, it's not like it's a normal thing. I'm gonna like be like, right? It's I'm not. It's not, part like, part
0: it's not like it's not like an ATM where everybody's gonna know right. exactly what you're talking about.
1: It's not even like country specific. It's like this is not a thing that exists in the real world, and you've now just made up an acronym for it. Like, I'm sure there are other things, in other countries. Like, I would they know. they
0: do that a lot. Yeah, we um, should know it every time. Like, um. In the last episode, when they sent the UAD through, um, or the UVD, whatever the the drone, and then they just started calling it by an acronym there, which will, again, be in the show a bunch after that, but, like, no explanation of these acronyms.
1: Was that not? I wonder if that acronym can use used in a different
0: side. That, no, that acronym is... I think, a normal military one.
1: I think I'd heard that one before. Yeah. I, I do what you're talking about. I think I, I had heard that one, so it didn't throw me off quite so much.
0: Right, but, like, they will go so far as being, like, here is the entire scientific, like, outline of how a phone line works, but you should just understand our space acronyms. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: I'm only slightly perturbed you know. I'm so sure. Someone not. is mowing their lawn near me and it's very loud in my headphones but I don't actually think the mic is picking it up.
1: Um, I don't hear it. I just heard Sadie just made this weird like huffing noise and it threw me off so. But I'm also just like it's a holiday. Why are you mowing your lawn? Holiday and it's hot.
0: Um so then we go back to Stargate Base and um Teal and Hammond are in the base room looking around at the gate, and we find out that it is going to take at least 24 hours to repair the gate. And uh, Hammond tries to be all like military, big bad. He's like, "I will give you half that time." And this the the project manager, the scientist, like, he's like, "That's not how this works. That's <laughs> not how any of this
1: works."
0: Um, which I appreciated because, like, the number of times that people are like, "I'm just going to cut corners and get things done faster," and scientists have to just like
1: do
0: it figure it out this guy's like no 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 no."
1: you you i think you skipped the part where daniel woke up because i understand that's not that big of a deal but like he when he woke up and tilk was like in his face i was like i could just imagine like y'all terrified i'd be if someone was like blank face in my face like it doesn't matter if i know them they can be my best friend i would jump out of my skin if i woke up and someone was just there
0: Yes, you're right. I did skip that because I did not find because it, it was no, there was no, there was yeah. nothing in the
1: plot in it no, at all. It just caught me off, and I went into my head about how terrified I would be, and started laughing. And yeah, that's absolutely really. fair. So I thought it was funny.
0: Um, so there wasn't like, a lot of
1: funny in this episode. So like, no, there wasn't a lot of funny in this episode. Well, that the things did bring me a little bit of levity,
0: right? Um. So then we go back to um, the Ice Planet, and Sam is setting Jack's leg to set the broken bone, which she has never done before. And this conversation was actually kind of funny to start, but then it, like, turned not funny. Yeah. Um, but so he's, in order to, like, distract from the pain of her setting his bone, he's, like, telling her all these stories and everything about other times that he has been injured. And he tells a story about having a parachuting accident and a skull fracture and how he thought he was going to die, but he had to come home to save Sarah. And then he, like, says this whole grand speech about how um, he's going to make sure that Sam gets home and, you know, it's like, Jack's in love with Sam, but we're not allowed to say that. It's fine. Right. There was a lot of that this episode. And since I since I've made it clear since episode one that I'm obsessed with the idea of Jack and Sam, I leaned so far into that.
1: Um I especially be- regardless of how you felt in the beginning about them. Like yeah. it's very in your face.
0: Yeah. Um oh and then Jack makes these adorable jokes about like putting in a fireplace and some windows and like building a home in their little ice cavern
1: yeah
0: oh no Hmm. because this is when daniel wakes up because i do have a note okay of because my note just says teal tells daniel that jack and sam are missing because i didn't find the scene as funny as you did i just was like let me not skip this scene
1: right right understand
0: um But that was really short, and then we immediately go back to Jack and Sam. And um, Sam ends up finding the DHD, but it's buried under ice. And so they're trying to build, like, dig at it. And as Jack's, like, climbing up to the platform where the DHD is, he uh, is in terrible, terrible amounts of pain. And we find out that he also probably cracked a rib. So yeah. he's, like, just, like, not doing well.
1: Another side note on the DHD. For the longest time, until, until this episode, I thought it was, like, a remote control device. I didn't realize it was this big button remote into yes. the ground. I always thought he had, like, a remote that he just, like, dialed into.
0: No, it's that, that weird platform with a circle that's outside every Stargate.
1: Yes, that in, makes
0: In the base, they don't have one because they created their own computer
1: system. Right. But, but everywhere. It's home, so they don't need a dial
0: home there. Well, yeah, but they need to dial out. Okay. They still have to, like the Stargate, when they open the wormhole, it has to go somewhere.
1: Yes, yes, true.
0: Um, and so then they're, while they're trying to dig out the DHD, um, Sam comes up with three possible explanations, three poss- possible scenarios for how they got where they are. And I appreciated this before we talk about what her scenarios are, I appreciated it because none of them were outlandish. Like, and one of them was true. Like a lot of times, a lot of times when they have like shows like this, they're like, these are the only three possible things that could have happened. And then what actually happened is none of those
1: things. And they're always like completely crazy or like things that shouldn't even make sense. Yeah.
0: But these are all like legitimate things that could have happened.
1: And also, this goes off of how you normally talk about that you're like, they uh, they always come to the point too quickly. They're like, they just figure it out. And it's like, there's no way they can know that. And the way she did it for this time, she came up with three plausible, like, reasons and didn't know specifically which one it was. And it made sense that she got to that conclusion in the way she did. Yeah. Like, straight there, like they have in some past episodes. Yeah,
0: no, and, and just because and it also was like, we've solved the premise, we have not found a solution yet. Like, just right. because I figured out how I am here, I still have no fucking idea how to get out.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So the three plot possible so- scenarios is, one, Daniel <laughs> did misdial the gate, and Teal and Daniel are somewhere on the ice planet with them.
1: <laughs> and Jack, she's like, I don't see them. And she's like, right, right. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, option two they dialed correctly and they are back on earth and the stargate malfunction popped Jack and Sam somewhere else, but Teal'c and Daniel made it back to base. Right. And then three, they dialed correctly. The malfunction still happened. Jack and Sam ended up where they are and Daniel and Teal'c ended up God knows where.
1: Right.
0: Which of is- those three scenarios, the second one is the best case scenario. Yeah. And lucky for us, it's also the true one.
1: Right, right. Because uh, if they both ended up in places that were unknown, that would not have been good because the team was not expecting them back either.
0: Right, so no one would have even been looking for that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... So the back at base the team is sending a probe through the gate to see if Jack and Sam are back on the planet that they left because they do not at this point know yet how or why the stargate malfunctioned they just assume that it means that they did not make it through the gate um but and Teal'c's like, don't worry about the probe, just let me go back there. And General Hammond is like, that is not how this works. Yeah,
1: he's like, not at all. No.
0: Um, so they send the probe back in, and there is no sign of Jack and Sam, but the gold are still shooting at the Stargate. So that will be a big fat no to Teal'c's rescue mission. Yeah.
1: Um, they immediately die.
0: Yeah. Uh we go back to Jack and Sam, who are, like, playing survival. That's They're not really. They're trying to survive, but they're, like, melting ice. And it's, like, all the things that you do when you are, like, in a survival movie. And um, Jack is in hella bad shape. Like, he is rapidly getting worse.
1: Not doing great.
0: Um. And uh, Sam explains how the Stargate malfunction happened. Now, she uses a bunch of science words, and Jack is all stupid and injured, so he doesn't understand anything she's saying. Did you understand what she was saying? <laughs> <laughs> so basically,
1: I kind of don't know why she was saying it, so but I was like I. I don't-
0: Which is why I just wrote a note that says that she explained it so then I could actually explain it because I knew, again, I know you well enough to know what things are going to be confusing. So basically, the Stargates work almost like like a phone line or like an internet connection. So there's like an opening and a closing and there's electricity that connects the two. And granted, it's a little more complicated than that because it's a wormhole and you're moving through, like, space. But there's a beginning and an end. And – but there is an electrical current that does this. So Sam assumes that something happened, like, when a lightning bolt jumps mid-strike, which is rare, but it happens, where, like, it comes down from the sky, but then where it actually hits the ground is different. And so – She was saying that while they were in the wormhole, this electrical spike happened. And it, like, basically jumped off of the track to a different opening. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, like, it would be like a mine car splitting onto a different track and dropping you off into a different path. Which is what happened. Right. Kind of. Which we will get into at the end.
1: I want you to be this as the Donkey Kong Jr. mine cart.
0: That's fine, because I was picturing it as um, the tracks in the Mario Kart um, race where they're in Wario's gold mine, and like sometimes you can go on the split and go into the shortcut. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. So <laughs> we have uh, connected this to... Yeah. Nintendo,
0: I am, I'm in. I mean, that's I, Avery now. Which reminds me of a really funny story. <laughs> so, just connecting things to Nintendo. Um, my brother was playing Super Mario Galaxy, but like as Luigi and like mm-hmm. Luigi turned into a boo and all the girl boos were like falling in love with Luigi. And I was like, I don't understand. Why are they all in love with Luigi? And my brother goes, because he has a mustache. And I was like, who falls in love with someone based entirely on their facial hair? And Tyler, my Canadian best friend goes you and just started listing people that I've only (laughs) had a crush on because of their facial hair. And I go, you know what? Okay. So like moving on, I guess Luigi's (laughs) a hot ghost. Like, I don't know.
1: Probably. I would guess so. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact, if you have good facial hair, it automatically adds two points to your hot meter for me.
1: And the girl booze.
0: Yep. Um, but so anyway, (laughs) Sam is like, I really hope that the people at base are able to come up with the same conclusion on how this Stargate malfunction happened. Um, and my next note says, uh, Thank God Daniel and Sam are on different teams this week.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I felt the <laughs> thing. I was like, ugh.
0: <laughs> I told my dad, I was telling my dad about our theory that the teams only split up based on what plot needs to get told. And I go, right. so obviously Sam and Daniel had to be on different teams because otherwise nothing would have happened. Nothing. Um, but they're trying to figure out what happens. And Teal's like, well, scenario one, they're dead. And Daniel's like, I hope not. Now, I don't like Teal'c's feeling that they're dead. Not because it's not a possible scenario, but because in the episode where they were convinced Daniel was dead, they were all just so sure in their guts that he wasn't. That I was like, how do we all have this weird psychic link to Daniel being alive, but we can't tell that Jack and Sam are alive?
1: Well, that's because they knew that Daniel wasn't dead because it was their minds had been altered. Here, their minds weren't altered. They just had no idea where it went. Fair. So, Fair. like, they dug deep enough into their, uh, what's the word? Psyche? Yeah, but what's the one, what's, what do you do when you make people think different things? There's an age. It's like a very hypnosis?
0: easy hypnosis. <laughs> hypnosis. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you can't possibly be thinking of
1: hypnosis.
0: That's not yeah. a hard I know, word. I know. Like,
1: that's why it's an easy word. <laughs> <laughs> they break through the hypnosis. They can figure out the truth that's still inside of them. Got it. Okay.
0: There's fair, no truth fair. inside of them now. Fair. It- <laughs> um. So, back on Ice Planet, they're still digging, and Sam finds a serpent guard frozen in the ice. Which seemed completely unimportant for this episode. Um, But when we find out the conclusion of this episode, it makes it a lot bigger of a deal.
1: Yeah. Um, I figured that's going to go farther than it did this time because I was like, oh, that's going to be a big deal. And then nothing was not talked about again. I was like, it okay, wasn't, it's gonna be a big deal. <laughs> it wasn't, but also this is the first episode that kind
0: of ended with a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, and we will talk about the ramifications of the serpent guard when we finish the plot. Cause this is the first time that like post episode, there's actually a lot to talk about.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, so then we go back to base and Daniel and Teal are still talking. And Daniel's sure that whatever happened, they are hurt, which means that wherever they are, they're not going to be too far away from the gate because he was like, we were like ricocheted out of the gate. If the same velocity threw them and they weren't somewhere where doctors would immediately pick them up, probably not doing well. And he is correct. Although, to be fair, I still don't know how Sam was as unhurt as she was.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: Like, I mean, Daniel was only unconscious. Maybe it's because they don't snow. Maybe. Um, Like, Daniel was only unconscious. He wasn't super bad hurt, but he was unconscious for, like, a much longer time than she was.
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair, we also don't know how long she was unconscious for. Because we saw it from when she woke up that's true
0: but based on the timelines she couldn't have been unconscious for more than two hours
1: no no definitely not more than like two hours like i definitely think she woke up before daniel did
0: but daniel didn't even wake up till after jack
1: did oh that's true
0: so i don't know maybe yeah. it was the, i
1: don't know
0: maybe no that that's fair um back on ice planet um they finally get the gate, the DHD uncovered from the ice, and Sam's getting ready to engage it, and Jack starts coughing up blood. So like he's just rapidly declining. Still not good, yeah. And the there is not enough power um to engage the DHD, the gate. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Um and so Jack is, like, trying really hard to convince Sam that everything's going to be okay, and he's being really sweet, and um, she's like, okay, I believe you, but, like, shit looks real fucking bleak at this point. Like, if I, if this were February of 1998, zero percent of me would have been sure that they were surviving.
1: No. No, I would have. I would have assumed one of them was going to die.
0: Absolutely. Um. So then we go back to base and um, Hammond tells uh, Daniel that he has formally reported them as MIA. Now, this was, I went on a spiral Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of what it actually means to report someone missing in action. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the problem I saw Was that I don't know why he did it as quickly as he did, because neither of them have families. True. Like, if you have a family and people don't know where you are, like, the missing in action is, like, the best thing to closure that you can possibly get. And when you report someone as MIA, you don't stop looking for them. Right. So, I don't know what the point of the, like, formal report of it was that quickly. Yeah. I don't know. Because I couldn't find anything other than, like, letting people's families know that they might not be coming
1: so, back. So, it doesn't, like, put more people on the surgery. Like, they're formally missing now, and so now mm-hmm. we... Yeah. There wasn't any of that, that you could see. No. Okay. That's the only other thing I could have thought of, too. And I was like, I don't really know why he did it.
0: No, because, like, when people go MIA, if it's still in, like, active war zone, they can't just send more people out. Like, that's right. not how that works. And, like, if they're, like, like, if Jack had come back and reported SAM MIA to General Hammond, it would mean that they could then get higher forces to go looking for her but because Hammond's already a general I don't necessarily know who he had to report that to other than the government and they don't give a fuck what the government's doing most of the time on the show anyway so that scene was really just a scene to make Daniel sad I guess (laughs) you know Um, that sounds right um, go back to uh, The ice cave for a very brief scene where Jack and Sam are cuddling for warmth. And um, it does nothing for the plot except for add to the Jack and Sam fanfic writers out there. Um, Then we go back to base where we also have a quick scene that shows that they are not finding anything. In all of their planets that they have searched.
1: And I don't think Daniel's ever going to sleep again.
0: No, probably not. Um, we go back to ice and Sam is like flipping out about the DHD and trying to get it to work. And um, Daniel, or and Jack is definitely dying at this point. Like at this point, yeah. he is on death's doorstep. Um, my next note is unimportant to the plot because I just wrote if Sam would just kiss him before he dies that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) which has nothing to do with
1: the plot just my (laughs) own desires Um, but Jack knowing he's not going to die now like obviously they couldn't do it right
0: Um, Jack tells her that plan B is for her to take the supplies and just get out of there without him And she's like, sure. She has no intention of doing that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Um, So then we go back to the base. The SG rescue team has come back from the last planet on Daniel's short list of places that it could be based on what was between the two gates. And Mm -hmm. they are not on any of them. And um, so Hammond is, and somebody got really hurt in the last planet. So Hammond's like, we're done. We're done. This is over. We are not going to find them. They're gone. Like, I I don't know what else to do. Which, of course, Daniel's like freaking out. He's like, I must be missing something. Like, some I, I fucked up. I had to have fucked up. Like, they can't just be gone. Yeah which like thank god Daniel feels that way because i probably would have been like wow they're dead and then like went cried for like 8 hours right and, but daniel's like nope they're somewhere um we go back to the ice thing where sam resets the dhd and like boots up the power And then calls out and it almost works, but something interferes with it. And there's like all this weird seismic activity and like things are shaking. And I thought there was going to be like a cave collapse and they were just going to die. But while this is happening, the gate at the base starts shaking too. And Daniel's like, what?
1: And this was
0: big so Daniel was like I know what I missed which is great because he doesn't tell us
1: right. right
0: um then we go back to Jack and Sam and Jack tells Sam to leave because he basically he's like you can't watch me die so sure. leave and she finally listens.
1: For about five seconds. Well, yeah. She,
0: she is determined that she's going to rescue him because she's right. in love with him. She just doesn't know she's in love with him. It's fine. Um, then we go back to the base where Daniel has figured out the secret. And the secret is that if They're using the gate to dial Earth and you can't dial your own phone number. So they must be somewhere on Earth. And they're like, Tilk, is that like reasonable? Would the Gowold have put multiple gates on one planet? And he's like, yeah, I don't see why not. Like
1: Lost one, sure. They put it yeah.
0: There. But also, we also know that the gold didn't create the gates, which means the gold might not have even been the ones to put them there. So um, and it, uh, Hammond is like, where is the gate? And I was like, Norway, duh. Thor, get it? It all makes sense. And my dad just goes... No.
1: <laughs>
0: and I looked at him. He was like, it's in Antarctica. And I was like, Dad, we're not there yet. And he goes,
1: pretty sure we Your guess we are. did make sense, though.
0: Yeah, my guess made perfect sense based on what has happened in the show so far. Obviously, again, because I know, spoilers, I knew there was a gate in Antarctica. I knew we were going to go to Antarctica eventually. I just was like, but that doesn't logically make sense yet. And then I go, ooh, but this is Martin Wood's. First episode, and he goes, Yeah. I was like, oh, Okay. So, yes, the, the gate is in Antarctica, mm-hmm. which obviously the ice cavern and being trapped in freezing fucking ice screams Antarctica, but I really wanted it to make more sense.
1: Yes, I understand that.
0: It will make more sense not
1: later. Today. Yes.
0: Just not today. <laughs> um, And so Hammond's like, okay, look across the planet for transmissions that are on SG's radio frequency. Now, here's the thing. Searching the entire planet for a specific radio frequency is a little ridiculous. So Daniel goes, hold on. Let's not not like sell ourselves short if the gate is somewhere on Earth that isn't here with all the dampeners that we have in the base wouldn't it create seismic activity and general hammond's like you bet your fucking ass it would and so um they check seismometer readings and they figure out that they were like, well, if there's another gate, why, wasn't, why didn't they just use the DHD to get back home? And this was my favorite comedy moment of the episode. Daniel looks at Teal and goes, well, what happens when you try to dial your own phone number? Sorry, wrong person to ask. And then he turns to General Hammond and goes, what happens when you try to dial your own phone number? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Hammond goes, you get a busy signal. So that explains that just one phrase explains all of the scientific shit that has gone wrong in this episode. But like Teal not being able to answer a question about dialing a cell phone number was like ideal. Um. So uh, Sam is like climbing out and seeing that she's still like, even once you're outside of the cave, there's still absolutely nothing but ice anywhere that you can possibly see. So that's not good.
1: Yeah, I just put Sam, where do you even begin? And then she went back and did And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But um, so then
0: General Harriman finds the coordinates in Antarctica. That's why Sergeant Harriman had a part of this episode. <laughs> um, then, okay, Sam falls down the ice hole. And I know that this was not supposed to be a comedic scene. <laughs> but i laughed so fucking hard and my dad was like are you okay i go did you see that like that was like alice down the rabbit hole on crack like i don't what? know what i don't know what they thought they were having that stunt person do but it was bad
1: so-,
0: um, so then general hammond arrives to rescue them Which I thought was so nice. And Sam was like, you came through the gate for us. And he goes, not exactly. (laughs) And it ends kind of on a cliffhanger. It ends on that last scene of Donna Davis looking around the ice. That is his picture in the credits. Um, And it's the first time that we have a cliffhanger for the end of the episode. Of course, the episode ends and my mom immediately starts screaming at the TV. Because (laughs) she's like, how the fuck did they
1: fly from Colorado to Antarctica that fast? And I was like I also Wondered that Um, But You know It is what it is
0: But um Yeah so There is more than one gate On earth
1: Which is fascinating
0: And um Obviously If the show's intelligent which, like, it's pissed us off a little bit so far, but, like, it's not unintelligent. We're going to have to deal with the fact that there is a frozen serpent guard yeah. mummified somewhere on Earth.
1: And so I just want to make sure I fully understand what is happening. Um, sorry, I just got my straw paper off and it threw me off. I'm- <laughs> I don't know what today is. Um, so you can't travel between two home bases. So, like, if they go to another, like, planet... And that planet has two. They have to go home before they travel to the other side and they have to know the other side's coordinates or would they just have to at one and they could end up at a different one the next time?
0: Well, as of right now, this is the first time we know of any planet having more than one gate. So this is throwing a whole new wrench into what we understand. But the seven chevrons on the gate represent Things that have to do with coordinates and a planetary alignment is that because you're traveling through space, right? Um, in a spoiler that doesn't really spoil things, um, later in the show and in the other series, there's actually an eighth chevron because we travel outside of our galaxy, um. But because the chevrons are constellatory alignment, you can't, you dial a planet. Okay. Which means that at any one time, only one gate can really be working on that planet. Okay. Which is why it was such a weird malfunction and the electrical impulse. But so now we have to understand what caused. From what I can understand, and this was theoretical, the Goa'uld shooting at the DHD overloaded it, and that's what caused the electrical impulse that split the wormhole.
1: Gotcha. So, like the uh, the two stargates—one in the and one at home—it's like one's your dial-up internet, one's your phone line. If you're on the phone, you can't use the other one. Right. And then, but if you get like an error in this one this one could just kick on because it was already set up to come on yeah excellent we are back into
0: it um but obviously we now are going to have to deal with the science of trying to understand how to use both gates and like what we can do and how to work along the
1: same planet no one comes into the second one that nobody's watching correct that was my first concern Well, because of the way that the
0: planet system works, you can't have two active gates on the same planet with the current control system.
1: Right, but...
0: So in order for them to travel between the two, they'd have to activate something, which would then make it open to travel. And we have all these things that we now have questions about what's going to happen next. Of course, we still don't know where Sharae is, so like... (laughs)
1: she's lost to the other either now so um what are your final thoughts um well i really liked this episode despite the fact that not a lot happened Mm -hmm. like actively happened i felt like the characters were a little out of character, but it felt like they were coming more into their actual characters. I guess I don't know if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it felt like they had changed a bit character-wise, but that it was more real. Okay, and um, so I liked that, but it did it caught me off a bit at the beginning because I felt like Sam was kind of like lacking in character in the very beginning of the episode. But by the end, I felt like it was a nice build-up. Yeah, so um were just kind of my faults as I went along I did like it um I think that the fact that we're only four episodes from the season finale is um a problem (laughs) based on what we have left for this season to cover um I'm not sure how they're gonna handle it or they're gonna leave us or what's gonna happen but I uh I'm not very optimistic currently as to how this season is going to end. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair.
0: Um, who did you want to punch? The gold. That's
1: yeah. I didn't really want to punch any other people.
0: Yeah, it's hard because it was really just our like five. Our main five were like the only characters in this episode.
1: Um. I think, I feel like they all made good choices, like for what they had they to work
0: with. They did. I think just for the moment of calling off the search, I will punch John Hammond. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, he redeemed himself, but like, I have no one else to punch. Absolutely, yes. Um, who was your MVP? I mean, same. That's, yeah. She
1: um, worked very hard and only kind of gave
0: up. <laughs> I will say Daniel for the same reason
1: then. Yes. It would have been my second bit.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're only four episodes away from the finale, which confuses me because I definitely thought there was like 23 episodes. But um, I looked at MDB
1: yesterday and I was like, oh, there's only 21. Nope, we are. We haven't, at this point, <laughs> I'm unsure how we got a second season out of it because we have a lot of buildup but not a lot of going anywhere. That's true. Like
0: everything, there's like so many open ends and nothing, no semblance of of a closure.
1: Right. There's plenty of places to go, but you can't just leave everything open forever. And so if they do that, I can't imagine. I don't don't understand why it was picked up for a second season at this point. Not that it's a bad show. Right.
0: I mean, it's also hard because we are so un educated about the television time like we were so young it's hard for us to like even think about what because TV has changed so much in the last yeah. 25 years that it's like
1: I mean the um, shows were coming out then are shows that were about nothing. I mean we had we were Seinfeld who was like either halfway through or just started it was around the same time. We have all of our like ninety sitcoms that are about nothing. I mean so we've got plenty of shows that don't have anything happening, I guess. This one just had so much buildup and then kept not giving us answers. And it was, it was kind of a struggle to get through.
0: Um, I do have some funny trivia, some interesting ones. Love um, trivia. So, okay, well, first of all, the DVD episode order is different.
1: Does it tell you what
0: episode this was? In the this season? was episode 18 in the DVD order. At the end of the season, I'm going to actually like grab the DVD and read the order that they were nice. in in the season because I still don't really understand how they did that. Sure. Um, so this is the first episode that is directed by Martin Wood, but it's also the first episode. The franchise has four major directors who do the bulk of... All of the episodes between the four of them, they're responsible for 145 of the 213 episodes of the show and 246 of the 353 episodes across all of the series. And this is the first one of those. So it makes sense that this is the first like big, really big episode in terms of like, where is Stargate going? Because it's the first one of the series for those guys. Um this, the shot of Donna Davis wearing a parka that is shown in the opening credits is
1: from this episode which I already yes. I already said that Um for Samantha Carter's close-ups in the snowy flat plateau of
0: Antarctica. Amanda Tapping and a second unit filming crew shot her scene at Pemberton Icefield in the coast mountains of British Columbia, but the wide shot of Antarctica was a digital landscape from post-production. So they did do on-unit shooting, but not in Antarctica. Um, The error code when the Stargate malfunctioned at the very beginning of the episode is error code 44 which is an actual windows program when a peripheral device disconnects from your computer. So like if my phone was connected to my, my computer and then there was a miscalculation with the connection, that's the error code that would show up. Oh,
1: I love that.
0: Um, when the Sergeant Siler says that it will take 40, 24 hours to fix the gate. And Hammond says he doesn't, and Siler says it doesn't work that way. This is a, jab slash humorous reference to the fact that captain kirk always um makes scotty fix things on star trek in time that it is not going to fix him <laughs> um and then also this one is my favorite one there is a blooper on the dvd where um amanda tapping as sam breaks the fourth wall and yells at richard dean anderson that he doesn't know how to save them from their predicament because he's fucking macgyver <laughs> Like, <laughs> how do you not know how to save us? You're a or I on. love that.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Yes.
0: Um, so, yeah, that is, I think the fact that this is the first of the big four directing makes a lot of sense in terms of the type of episode it is and where it's going, because um, like it said, those four guys did literally like five sixths of the episode of the show.
1: Yeah, and I think it makes sense. I think this was a good episode. I just think I feel like I would have liked this to be like episode four. (laughs) Because I feel like I do I think
0: that I think that we're gonna find that these last like five episodes really build up to what the show was supposed to be the whole time and that the beginning, the first half of season one is probably the weakest part of the show.
1: I yeah. I mean, I know I just said I don't know how they got a second season, but I feel like that's exactly how is that it's gonna be the last one. They're gonna be like really solidify. Yeah, what was supposed to go, and they're gonna be like, Oh, this is the show, all right. And then they get like, I, I definitely think so too.
0: Yeah, well, if you have thoughts about this, or um, bloopers, or um, any idea how they could have MacGyvered their way out of the cave, please email us at gmail.com. You can follow us on all of the social media at Deaf and Aliens, and you can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar.
1: And you can follow me at C-E-Cloud 13.
0: And we will see you guys for Thriller Thursday.
1: Bye. (laughs)